What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, sinks and inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. Happy Global Running Day. Granted, it's a couple days away, but we're getting it started early here on Lactic Acid. We are getting the Global Running Day party started. So listen, great time. Everybody uh, who's listening and who loves running, happy Global Running Day to you. I can tell you Global Running Day has impacted me in many ways, and it is one of the reasons why I'm sitting here talking to you. So this is the first of four exclusive episodes. You're going to hear from four amazing people from four different perspectives in what they do and how running has been kind to them and how it has impacted them and today my man jan figueroa listen that is the dude if you saw a year ago a guy get on a bus from tampa and take his tail all the way to oregon for the world championships that is him he comes on the show. He is now in D.C., I'm sorry, in Baltimore, uh, working for Under Armour and their distance club, and they're doing big things as well. He is keeping the content pumping, rising star in this profession, doing it his way, and he recaps his journey. He's very entertaining to talk to. Uh, fortunately, the Lakers lost, so we were a little bit sad about that, but you're going to hear about his journey, how he got started and just kind of his mentality and just how he does what he does and why it's important to him. He also ran at the University of Tampa. He did run collegiately, ran at Florida Gulf Coast as well. Florida bro, so you know, we gotta love the Florida man doing big things. He is the epitome of the Florida man, but Jan is the coolest dude you'll meet. Really passionate about what he does and it shows up in his work. So I want you guys to listen, enjoy the episode, follow us, we are on social media all social media tiktok we're on tiktok now y'all lactic acid underscore podcast twitter lactic acid underscore pod instagram lactic acid podcast youtube subscribe to the youtube page lactic acid with dominique smith hit that notification bell hit that like button you're gonna love all the content that comes out and guess what as you're listening to this whether it's through spotify apple if you like what you're hearing do me a favor and leave a nice review. It definitely helps the channel grow. Want to give a special shout out to the great people at Track Barn doing it big on this global running day. They are partnering with us. And if you go onto their website, order something, I don't care what it is, whatever you need, they got you. You get 10% off if you type in the code LACTICACID10. So listen, please be sure to check them out. You're going to love their content and just the things that they are creating and how they are pushing the sport. Listen, I am so excited for you guys to listen to this series. Enjoy this series. We have it. It's being released as you're hearing this on Friday, next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday episodes. And my man Anderson Emerald of the final leg and track and field black history and I are working on a big project. So please be sure to stay tuned in to our YouTube channel as well as Instagram. I'm not going to spill too much on it, but you're going to love it. I appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great one. Love, peace, chicken grease. Enjoy the episode. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and angels, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. This episode is a part of our Global Running Day series, so definitely check out the series of episodes. Um, and then there's a big video that we're working on, myself and Anderson Emerald of Track and Field, 
um, Black History as well as the final leg. So all the details in that you will have heard um, prior to the show. But today I have a Florida legend. He is a baller shot caller, doing it big with the camera in his hand, making waves every stop he gets. And he is definitely the face of the sport when it comes to how this thing is covered. He is none other than the Florida legend that is. I'm going to call him the Florida man himself. Doing a big in Maryland, Mr. Jan Figueroa. Jan, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? What's going on, brother, man? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I appreciate you for allowing me to be on here, man. It's a pleasure. Dog, we've been talking about this for months. I had to have the living legend. I told you like a few months ago I had to have you on the show. But facts, you've been facts. traveling. You've been traveling so doggone much. I was like, dang, I don't know if I can. I got to make an appointment with bro just to try <laughs> to get into stuff like that. Nah, but man, I'm thrilled to have you on the show, but I got to treat you like other athletes, so I have to ask you this question first. So let's just say there's been, you've been balling out, you've been taking pictures, you've been doing it big, you had your own podcast, and that's how we got started, but now we've upgraded like the Jefferson's moving on up. So these companies, man, have been taking wind of just the great things you've done in the sport, and those companies are Food Network, Ben & Jerry, and then Nickelodeon. And so what they're going to do for you, they're like, all right, we're going to create a promotion to celebrate his awesomeness in the summertime. Food Network wants to know the custom gourmet meal that you would want created. And they're going to put it in every, they're going to send out a chef of their best chef rather. And then they're going to put the meal that you choose that you want them to make in every menu that they're affiliated with. All right. Ben and Jerry. Both of them want to know the two flavors of ice cream that you would use to create a custom gourmet ice cream. They're going to combine it into one. They're going to sell it everywhere. Last thing, Nickelodeon. So back in the day, there was a show called The Wild Thornberries, and the main character, Eliza Thornberry, had the ability to talk to animals. That power is going to be bestowed upon you. You get to choose any animal that you would want to have a conversation with. So... Three things we need for this promotion. We need the food. We need the gourmet meal. need the two flavors of ice cream. And we want to know what animal you talk, you're talking with. Man, the, the food one's tough. I'm, I, I've been thinking the whole time you've been talking. I'm trying to think. I mean, I've I recently, now that I'm in Maryland, I'm, I'm a big seafood guy. A lot of seafood down here in Maryland since I, we live close to the water in Baltimore. I would have, I would say, I'll go with some fish tacos, man. I've been... I've Lately, been really into the fish tacos. Like, okay, I, it's a, it's a, a they they do it pretty good here in Maryland. So I'm have to go with the fish tacos. Then the two flavors, man. I'm basic when it comes to ice cream, man. I'm I'm a huge vanilla guy, but I'll I'll, I'll say cookie dough, cookie dough ice cream. I'm I'm a big cookie dough guy. Growing up, my that's the ice cream that my mom liked the most. So like, anytime we go to like, she would buy like, you go to Cold Stone and you can get like the family pack that brings like. The tub oh, of ice yeah. cream, the little like, uh, um, like freaking cups to like yep. share with your family. She would always get cookie dough. So like I, I kind of grew up eating that. I love cookie dough ice cream, and I'm just gonna go cookies and cream, like a little cookie dough cookies and cream combination. Like okay. And then okay. animal, man, I would have to say like probably like a gorilla or something like that. Like, like something like a, like like I feel like a gorilla is such like an interesting animal. Like they're I feel like they're like big and strong, but they're also very smart. Yeah, like I feel like they're very smart animals. So I would I would like to have a conversation and see like the way they think. I, I'm also like, as soon as you you said that, the first thing that came to my mind was like Planet of the Apes, and like those movies are sick. So like, just being like being able to communicate with like 
Where like uh yeah, a gorilla would be kind of sick. It is so think about like gorillas, apes, monkeys, and all that stuff. They have such human like qualities, it's yeah, not exactly. even funny. Like they just the way they interact, just the way they do things, the way they're able to understand things, they are the most like humans. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Life. It's crazy. I'm dude. They could teach you how to, to throw a good fade too. So you know, I'm definitely <laughs> with that. Cookies and cream and cookie dough. I actually really like that. Yeah, I actually think I think that would go hard, especially at oh, a stuff. little basic, but still, still, it gets the job done. It does get the job done, but you get like I don't know. There's so many different flavor profiles that you're getting, especially yeah. if you can get it done at Cold Stone, man. I don't know. There's also this place on International Drive. It's, it's very sketchy after the sun goes down, but it's legit. <laughs> it's called uh, Mr. Cool. Okay. Okay. It is marathon trials. Like I said, it's a little weird down there because there's not many likes on that side of International, but Oh, I, trust me. I'm, I'm from Orlando, so I, I know. You know how it is. I, I know, you know how, how it is. is, but I've never heard of that place, so next time I'm, I'm home, I definitely got to go check it out. It's is not far from the CC's Pizza, if you can believe that's still okay. Right. Okay, uh, on International, closer to Universal. So, um, I think they, I don't know if they would make, but you can customize it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and what they do is they like like um, Cold Stone. They like make it into rolls or whatever the case might yeah, be. Yeah, like, like right in front rolls. of you. Yeah. So I think that that would be sick, though. Let me ask you this: Are the crab cakes in Maryland authentic? I've actually haven't tried any. Really? I've had crab. I've had like crab legs. I've had like fish tacos, shrimp tacos. Like, um, their crab dip is like always really any almost any restaurant I've been to that I've tried crab dip or like crab soup or anything like that is like okay, it's, it's very good. So I would say it's authentic. I mean, we're right by the water. Like we we see like people in boats like fishing and stuff all the time. So I think I think is I think it's legit. And I mean, wow. apparently, like, I I think the crab is like Maryland's like animal, like the state animal. Like Don't when I me. when it when we when I drive by the city, like the water, the massive water wells, or like, like there's a couple like um, just like a couple buildings that like just have like a ton of crabs on them. Wow. And I'm like, that's oh, crazy. Like, they they must really like crabs here, like, which is crazy because <laughs> like. Obviously, I know it's by the water, like, now that I live here. But, like, when I first moved there, I was like, oh, is, like, Maryland's known for, like, like seafood? Like, doesn't, it, like, doesn't, like, add up. But I guess, I guess it does. It's like it's by the water, but it's not, like, it's by the water, but it's not as if you're, like, in the northeast or whatever yeah. the case might be. And it's, like, on the water. Like, yeah, that's exactly. on the water. Yeah. And so the fact that they get it done like that, I was like, man, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, I didn't, I never would have expected that from Maryland. Yeah, uh, facts. But, Apparently it's a big thing there, but all right, Jan, listen, man. So about a year ago, years some change ago, I wrote a story on Jan because Jan did something. It was, I'm just going to keep it real with you. I thought it was one of the stupidest things in the world. I've ridden on the bus in far locations, but <laughs> yeah. when I heard, I, I was like, man, more power to him. Cause you could not enough money in the world to do it. But uh, the dudes over at New Gen Track and Field, led by Ben Crawford, Matt Wisner, doing big things over there, really elevating the sport through the art of creativity and storytelling via the video form, uh, as well as their magazine. Guess you got in with them, and Ben was like, dude, I, I dare you to go on the bus. So Jan 
drove like three days on a bus to get to the world championships and got the attention of like everybody um which world athletics should have paid for your flight (laughs) to back at least um just just saying just saying that's just a suggestion even though you know i ain't gonna get into that but he did that went out produced some great content there comes back around i didn't even know you were a photographer and now you're I was I wasn't, but we'll get into that though. You're at every major meet taking high level photos, big time photos from just and the thing that impresses me for somebody who may not have a background in photography, the just the kind of your eye for like for a story, basically, if that makes sense. Like I remember you shot pictures of Michael Norman, but you shot it with like the angle of like yo this dude's been in the weight room like he's yoked up he's swole you know what i'm saying so tell me about this journey to like one of the most entertaining and yet high rising stars when it comes to our track and field media perspective because you've been on the grind everywhere on the high school level on the professional level collegiate level producing high level content high level great content that's really helping to grow the sport yeah no so yeah this summer was this summer was crazy man i mean I had just I had just graduated with my master's from the University of Tampa. I had just pretty much exhausted my NCAA eligibility to compete. So I was kind of like I graduated in December, finished my eligibility. And then I was kind of like from December to the summer. I was in that, you know, that limbo period when like you just finished school and you're trying to figure out your life and like what your career is going to be and stuff like that, like. I always knew I wanted to get into sports. Like my ultimate career goal has always been to be an athletic director at a university. So I was kind of like, I kind of like moved back home and like told my parents like, Hey, like I'm just going to take this time from December to the summer to just enjoy my life. Like I've been in school for six years. I just graduated. I've been competing for six years. I just want to like have fun. And then after the summer, like I'll actually like dive in and like, started working on my resume, started applying for jobs, this, this, and that. And with the with the focus of looking for jobs, kind of like whether it was in media or marketing or ticketing or something in that realm in the, at an athletic department, because obviously uh, an athletic director is not a job. You just get straight out of graduating. You kind of start at the bottom and work your way up. Right. So that was kind of my, my plan going into that summer. And obviously, like, you know how it was. Uh, everything went through Eugene this summer. the ways, USA's, Worlds. So it was kind of like, as a fan of the sport and someone who competed in the sport, I was like, man, like, I, I want to be out there for the, all that. Like, that sounds like so much fun. But at the time, like, I just didn't have the money to just fly out to Eugene every other weekend or every pretty much every weekend at yeah. the time. And it was one of those things where, like, I had been good friends with Ben through the internet. Um, loved the stuff he uh, had been doing with New Gen, especially like when he started like really blowing up during uh, the COVID summer. That's when I really caught wind of him and like, what the stuff he was doing and like became a huge fan and like would always send him messages like, hey man, like this stuff is sick. Like this is inspiring. Like this is dope. And like it was something always that piqued my interest in doing like photography and video and stuff like that. But like at the time in my life, like, being a student and an athlete like I just didn't have the time or the monetary resources to do that like I was always studying or in school I was always competing and I just didn't have the money at the time to like buy camera equipment and do stuff like that so then 
yeah, man, like just kind of got like blessed to like yeah, uh, be uh build a friendship with him through the internet and like always communicated and stuff. And then when summer came around, it was kind of like obviously he started doing big things with like big brands and like he, they had the tailgate at NC the ways and they did tailgate again at um usas and then just had like more events at worlds and he kind of wanted to like put a team together of people to like come out to eugene and help him with that kind of stuff because um obviously like planning big events and doing big events like that is not like yeah there's always like the brain of the operation but like it takes multiple people to like accomplish some some something like that so right kind of wanted to put a team together and i was lucky and blessed that he saw he saw something in me and saw the talent, saw my passion for the sport, saw like that. I really wanted to like help push the sport forward and was like, Hey, like we want to bring you on. Like, would you be down to come to NCAAs and like help out? And I was like, heck yeah. Like call my job. Yo, I need these days off. Like not, I'm not coming to work. Like if you guys don't give me the days off, then I guess I'm going to quit. Went out to NCAAs. And then that's when I, that's when I bought my first camera. I bought my first camera right really? before NCAAs. I actually had a coworker who had actually this camera right here. I'll show it to you. This Nikon. He, okay. he was, I have that exact same camera. Too. Yeah, yeah, he was he was trying to get rid of it. He was like he him and his wife are like moving. He was cleaning out his house, found this camera. I was like, hey man, like I know you're really into running and photography and all this stuff. Like I have this camera, like I'm selling it. Like uh, I'll sell it to you for $50. So I looked up the camera. I was like, oh, this camera costs like three hundred four hundred dollars new right now and i like hit up a couple like hit up ben and like joe hale and a couple of those photographer guys i was like yo like this person's like selling this camera and they were like they were like it's an older camera but like for fifty dollars like for what you want it like right now like it's worth it like take it and yeah went out to the ways with this little guy and took pictures there like and i mean obviously like to get good pictures you have to have good equipment and um not that this is bad equipment but it's not as advanced as some of the other cameras that i own now and but i was still able to get um uh, like you said like just pictures from like different angles and different perspectives that even though maybe the quality of the picture wasn't great like you can see the you can tell this you can see the story i was trying to piece together through the photography right. and they were like man like you have an eye like this is good like this is good work like if you actually invest in this like you can like do this like you can do something with it and i was like yeah yeah like I, I i didn't have the money i was just like yeah for sure like that would be sick but like just can't do it right now and then yeah it was pretty much like from there it just kept getting better and better like went like pretty much flew back home out to nc the ways usa's comes around ben is like hey man like we enjoyed having you like you were great like want to come back for usa's i'm like heck yeah so then for usa's i was like all right like i'm gonna take the advice of these guys so i went out and rented a, a better camera i rented out like a Canon, whatever, with like a 70 to 200 lens. And I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to rent this, take it with me and play play, play around with it and see what I can make. And then, yeah, USA's went great, like, was able to get great shots, like, made more connections, met more people. And that's when I, that's when I really was like, man, like, this is fun. I enjoy it. Like, it gives me a different perspective on the sport. Like, I, I really want to do this. And then Worlds came, like, while we were at USA's, we were talking about Worlds and, like, how sick it would be to like kind of have the whole squad come back. But I, but then at the time it was like, okay, like stuff like flights and like hotels and stuff for worlds is like way more expensive than, than <laughs> in the way in USA. So like we might not be able to make it happen. And then I, one night we were just like chilling in the, in, at Ben's house, like all the boys and Ben's like, damn bro. Like 
imagine if like dude like you should take the bus bro like the bus is so much cheaper like imagine if you just took the bus from florida to eugene and i was like i was like bro like if you cover it for me i promise you bro i would be at that station i'll get on that bus and he was like bro you're crazy bro ain't no way bro like that's crazy and then like there was like a weekend between usa's and worlds which was like the weekend of like the high school national meet out in eugene and like right around that weekend he was like hey bro you weren't serious about that bus, right? And I was like, bro, I'm dead ass serious, bro. Like, <laughs> bro, it's like world championships have never been in, on U.S. soil. Like, who knows when's the next time that's ever going to happen? Like, Right. It's, it's once like, in a lifetime. Yeah, like, getting to go and spend 10 days, like, just, like, creating content and, like, hanging out with friends, making more connections and just seeing the best app, like, best track and field athletes in the world compete. Like, bro, you could have told me, like, bro, like, I'll get on that bus, bro. Like, I don't want, I don't want to miss it. Like, I don't want to miss it. Like, I want to be there like for that. Like, I don't want to look back and say like, man, I said no to the bus and then look back and like regret it. So then he was like, all right, man, like, let's make it happen. He called me that night. Like we pretty much like on FaceTime with him, booked it. It was like four days. I was like, at the time I was like, at first I was like, oh man, like that's crazy, bro. Like ain't no way. Like, it's just so many things that can go wrong because I had to switch. I had to switch buses nine times. So like, if one bus is late to the next bus stop, I'm stuck wherever that bus right. stop is. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's one of those things where like first it's four days where like most of like I think my most of my rest stops like were from like 45 minutes to like an hour 30. So it's not like a long enough rest stop where I can go somewhere and shower and like change and stuff. It was like I'm gonna have to be like baby wiping. At bus, at much. bus stops and like we'll changing my clothes just to like get into fresh clothes but like i won't be able to shower like i mean i'll be able to brush my teeth at like bathrooms and stuff but like no showering for four days like just sitting up on a bus with strangers for four days like so many things can go wrong but i was like you know what man like let me go and like if something goes wrong and like i just don't make it then at least i can look back and say i tried right and yeah we we booked it and then i like tweeted about it i like tweeted about it like just thinking like, oh, like I like tweeted about it, like just to like thinking like all oh, my my close friends and like my photographer friends are just going to drop me a like and like be like, this is crazy type thing. Tweet about it, like probably like three days before I even get on the bus. I tweet about it. It gets some traction, nothing crazy. I wake up the next morning, bro. My phone was nonstop, nonstop, like because I guess we're athletic, like it got it, it got enough traction and like it started getting so many retweets and so many likes that like someone from world athletics uh, social media caught wind of it took a screenshot of it and posted it on their on their instagram and on their twitter they were like they were like man like this these are the kind of fans we want at the world championships like dedicated fans and like tagged me so now i'm getting followers from like all types of pro runners all types of people in the in the running world i'm getting calls from like newspapers like oregon newspaper called me I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, so, like, the Puerto Rican newspaper, like, the Puerto Rican news caught wind of it. They called me, like, some dude from, some some dude from Great Britain, like, inter, like interviewed me on the, over the phone for, like, a British article. I was, like, like, I was, like, this is, like, I, like, I just woke up. I remember, like, waking up the next day, probably spent, like, five, six hours without moving from my room because it was, like, so overwhelming. And I was just, like, just trying to, like, do my best to, like, respond to everyone, like, interact with everything i was like oh this is crazy like i need to take a full advantage of this like right. i literally did not leave my room for like six hours like didn't eat a meal like it was i was just like on the phone grinding like calling Locked like in. talking to people like just like grinding and then yeah it just 
it just it was like a snowball effect like once like some people saw it then world athletics saw it and then other people reposted it and like athletes started like catching notice and like quote tweeting and they're like yo like this guy's crazy this this and that like then it was just from there it was just like i was like a sensation before three days before i even got on the damn bus and it was like <laughs> i had people messaging me like hey man like are you on the bus and i was like dude like i'm not even i, I don't get on the bus in like another three days like this is crazy how like crazy like big it blew up but yeah man it was just it was just such so crazy how quick everything happened and like to have the opportunity to like just see the support from the running community like i have so many people like that like reach out with like yo like we want to demo you like money for food and like for whatever you need so like i ended up making like uh like a business demo just for like i call the greyhound bus jam and like dude i got yeah. like an insane amount of demos coming in from like athletes and like fans and people like on almost every single one of my bus stops i had like people from that from those cities like who were track fans who saw my story come out to the bus stop and bring me food for, for like free and it was just like it just gave me like such a different perspective on like the fan side of the sport it was like man like this is such a crazy community like because i mean i've seen it firsthand in florida like the florida running community is so tight-knit and like so so close and everyone supports each other but like to see it from like a worldwide point like where like people from all over the world were messaging me like people from all over the country were reaching out and like people were checking in on me throughout my bus ride and like stuff like that i was like like to me like man, if, if something went wrong during my trip and I didn't make it, it was, like, already a win for me because I was, like, man, like, just to see the support and, like, how, like, there's so many other people who love track and feel as much yeah. as I do who are willing to support a complete stranger on a journey like that. Like, it, it was so dope. But obviously nothing went wrong. I think the only one time I was worried was, like, from Atlanta to Chicago, we were we were delayed by, like, 15 minutes. But the bus driver called ahead and was, like, hey, like, we're coming like 15, 20 minutes late, hold that bus. Cause like 90% of the people on this bus are transferring from this Atlanta bus to the, like to that bus in Chicago. So that was like the only time when I was like, oh man, I might get stuck in Chicago. But other than that, it was like smooth sailing. Like, and it was like fun because like throughout the whole journey, like it was like, I was always on my phone, like interacting with fans, interacting with people through different social media. So like, to me, it like flew by, like, I literally, I remember getting to Eugene. I was like, man, like that felt like one day. Like I literally felt like I was on the bus for just like 24 hours. Like that's how like entertaining it was to like, just keep people, like keep updating people on my journey and stuff like that. It was, it was sick. And then obviously being at Worlds was, was an amazing experience. If something went wrong, I have no doubt that they would have paid for you to somehow. Oh yeah. No, they, they obviously, they told me ahead of time that like, man, if, if you get stuck, we got like, we like, we'll figure something out. Like, we got to like, don't worry about it. And, but yeah, no, I, I mean, it was one of those things. Like I, I had people offer me to fly me out to Eugene before I even got on the bus. Like I had people like, like random strangers reach out, like, man, like that sounds dangerous. Like, can we please buy you where they were like, there was this one guy who, who shout out to him. I won't say his name. He, I don't know if he would want me to like mention him, but he actually bought my flight back home. So I didn't, I didn't take the bus back, which would have been, would have been dope, but like also would have been, after 10 days of being at Worlds and having to ride another four days on a bus would have been that would have done brutal. brutal things to my body. But that guy reached out to me and was like, hey, man, like, this doesn't sound very safe. Like, I've ridden a Greyhound bus from literally from Portland to Eugene, and it, it's sketchy. It's scary. Like, and you're doing this across the country. Like, you're going to encounter some crazy stuff. Like, 
if it's because you can't afford a flight, like, let me know. Like, I'm wherever you are on your, on your journey, like, find the nearest airport. I'll buy you a flight the rest of the way. And it was one of those things where, like, at that point, it had blown up so big that, like, if I didn't get on that bus, I was going to be a fraud. Like, everyone's going to yeah. be like, this kid's a fraud. This kid's a liar. Like, I would have gotten canceled by the running community. And, like, probably would have like, to, like, go high in a hole and, like, never show my face again. And it was one of those things I reached back out to him, like, very respectfully. I said, like, hey, man, like, I appreciate it. It's not, it's not because lack of money or whatever. It's kind of, like, something that me and my friends talked about. It sounded cool. I'm crazy. Like, and I just willingly wanted to do it. And, like, at this point, like, it's too late to back down. But I appreciate it. And then he was very kind. We, I ended up, like, meeting up with him and got dinner while I was in Eugene. And then he offered to pay my flight back. And I gratefully took it after 10 days for sure. Oh, God. Listen, it is hard enough just to fly into Eugene. Like, I remember flying into Covering Creek, flew, where did we go? Went Orlando to Atlanta, Atlanta to Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City to Eugene. So I can't even imagine just being on a bus. Yeah, man. I saw some, I saw some crazy things. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, but it was cool because I remember watching like the videos, and then obviously we have connections here in Florida because, um, you know we know some of the people who are Floridians just having one with them or against them or seeing them at some point. Yeah. Like Sinclair Johnson's mom, and I believe it was her mom or her dad. I think it was her mom, her mom and her dad. Her yeah, her parents at different locations came out. Um, you know to bring you food and stuff. I think they brought yeah. you like Chipotle or something. And yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just amazing just to kind of see, you know, how it all took off. Well, let me ask you this before we get to some off-track stuff. Did you ever, because pretty much right now, you're photo shooting every big meet or in every meet possible, essentially. Did you ever think that it would take off the way it did post-Worlds? Pretty much did, after you accomplished what you accomplished, did you ever feel like you would be to the point where you're in high demand? for what you're able to bring you know to the track and field community no man like really like i thought like i thought that was my peak like it was like i peaked, like, <laughs> not like I, now i'm just gonna be remembered as the bus guy like if i ever go to a meet or whatever and people recognize me they're gonna be like bro you're that guy that rode the bus like which happens still to this day and i think it's freaking hilarious but no it was one of those things where like it was like i i i didn't i didn't like i didn't do it for the purpose of like trying to like make something happen out of it it was just like literally i'm a huge fan of the sport i an opportunity presented itself for me to go to the world championships like who wouldn't take that like it was kind of like it was kind of like a no-brainer for me like not thinking of like the future repercussions of what might happen because i did this just thinking on in the moment like man i get to be at the world championships like that's literally like all i can think of i was like this is sick like like this is awesome like this is like I'll remember this for the rest of my life. But then obviously like from there, like things just started like falling in place. It was like, obviously like now, like ev- like everyone, uh, everyone in Eugene like knew who I was. It was crazy. Like it was just like, I, I would literally like be walking around the stadium and like fans who were there to watch the world championship will stop me and ask me for pictures. And I'm like, dude, I don't want nobody. Like, what do you like? They're like, nah, dude, you, you rode the damn bus. Like, this is sick. Like, I'm like, yeah, let's take a picture. But no, I mean, it was one of those things where, like, yeah, like, after that, like, it was just, like, now, now I'm at the point where, like, I knew the right people, like, I was, I, I inserted myself in the right places, and, like, you know how they say, like, right place, right time, and then having those connections that I had made over the, over the 
entirety of the summer from NCAAs to Worlds, like I actually like um, I, I, I was able to land a full time position as a photographer with a professional running team, which to me, like if you told me at the beginning of that summer, I was going to be a professional photographer for, a, for an Under Armour sponsor team, I would have been like, dude, I've never taken a picture a day in my life. But it's one of those things where like you when you surround yourself with those kind of people, you I you learn quick. Like I was like I was around photographers the whole summer. So like literally just from like watching what they did, like asking quite like I'm not afraid to ask questions. I'll be like, hey, like, how do I do this? Like, yo, like the meat is like kind of like going towards the nighttime. I've never shot. I'm not, I, I'm used to taking pictures during the day. Like what should my settings be to shoot at night? Like just asking questions like that, which like to most photographers are like no brainers. Like this is like second nature, but to someone who's brand new, it's like, I'm trying to learn all these things. And then just being in that space with like so many great photographers from all over the, all over the country, like different perspectives, shoot differently, like have a different way of looking at the sport. It's like you come like just being surrounded by those people and combining all that knowledge, like help me, I guess, like learn and grow at a way more rapid rate than like a normal person would like just taking a, a photography class like and stuff like that like you you're learning straight from the people who do this for a living like there's no better there's no better teacher oh, for sure. like put it that way and then yeah just like was able to like um there was a team here there was an Under Armour sponsored team here based in Baltimore and it was like fairly new team they had just gotten pretty much like had just gotten announced that summer kind of like around sometime between NCAAs and USAs, they announced like, hey, like um, Under Armour has their global headquarters here in Baltimore and they've always wanted to sponsor a professional team out of Baltimore. So then they finally made that jump. They announced the team. I kind of knew about, kind of knew a little about the team just because obviously as a fan, like you you hear these things, you see like Sidious post about it or like different news channels post about it. But I didn't know anything else. I didn't know who was the coach. I didn't know who the athletes were like, I just I just kind of had heard about it, but obviously, um, yeah, through my through some of the photographers I met, they were like, hey, like we know this coach. He he coaches a Under Armour professional team. He's looking for a full time photographer. Like he's kind of offered the job to a couple of people, but like some of the people he offered the job to just didn't want to move to Baltimore at the time. They were kind of good where they were at or just weren't interested. Like a lot of like we've been referring you. Like he's gonna reach out to you. So like he reaches out to me then while I was out in Eugene and like met up with him. He was like, Hey man, like, yeah, we have this opportunity. We have a pretty new, uh, uh, professional team. We're looking for a full-time photographer just so we can like nowadays, like every team should have a full-time content creator just to like, you know, help the team grow. And like, so people can see what the team is doing. Like, that's what we, we want something like that. Like, would you be interested? Like we've heard great things about you from a lot of other photographers that I know. Uh, the cat the only catch is you have to move to Baltimore and I was like I, I I I kid you not I looked at the coach and I said coach there's nothing there's nothing tying me back to Florida if you gave me the job right now I would move to Baltimore tomorrow yeah. like I literally that's literally what I told him I was kind of like which at the time I was like damn I didn't even like discuss this with my parents or anything like didn't even like I was just like yeah I'll move to Baltimore tomorrow but at the time at the, at the time it was just like this like golden opportunity that like realistically like I hate to put it this way, but it's just real. Like there's people that like work their ass off for years to like get in a position where I'm at right now. And I mean, not that I didn't work hard for it, but like, you know, I, there was still, there was some, some 
luck involved in my situation where I was just lucky to like be at the right place, right time, know the right people. And like, obviously I put myself in a good situation and like work hard and like, I guess rode the bus for four days or whatever. But yeah, I was just like blessed to like, and I was like shocked to like, Oh, like, this is crazy. Like this is happening. This is also happening so fast, but yeah, I was like, yeah, man, like I'd be super interested. Like let's talk. And then, yeah, I went through the whole interview process and uh, moved here in October and been with the team since October. And it's one of those things now where like now, I'm, now I'm pretty much like full-time photographer engraved in the sport. So like, I go to almost every big meet because our athletes go to every big meet. So anytime one of our athletes is competing at a big meet, I'm there to like cover our athletes competing. And it's just like, it's just a, a blessing, man. Like just being able to like travel with the team and go to all these big meets and like, like sound running, like what's uh I was at the trials of miles meet in New York, flying out to the LA grand prix this weekend. Like it's just, it's just, it's still so surreal to me sometimes. I'm just like, man, like this is crazy. Tell me three things that people do not know about Jan Figueroa. Three things that people do not know about me. Oh man. So one, I guess like on a personal, on a personal level, um, um, I have five sisters, no brothers. So I grew up with straight chicks my whole life. <laughs> um, what else? I mean, I guess on a professional level, I've, uh, oh, I guess like this is a this is something some people know. I feel like most people know, but to those who don't, I I actually worked at Under Armour for a year in, in retail okay. before getting this job with Under Armour, which is kind of like like kind of like crazy, like how like uh, every, like how things work. Like what are the chances? Full circle. That, what are the chances that like I was actually working at Under Armour? I was I was still working at Under Armour that summer, like. I, I was just like, I would just request days off or like would have my homies like cover my shifts, like whenever I went to Worlds and stuff like that. But I was still an Under Armour employee at, at, uh, at the outlet mall in Tampa and then got this opportunity with Under Armour. And that was like the joke of the summer. I was like, this is crazy. Like Jam went from retail to corporate at Under Armour in just three months. Like, this is crazy. But yeah, for those who didn't know, like I was kind of, I had already converted to Under Armour because obviously like I had graduated and was out of eligibility so i was not getting any more free gear from my college or any free shoes. Sure. so i went i i still i still like to run and train heavily so like i transitioned from like the nikes that i would get to under armor because it was what i could afford because I, I would get 50 percent off at the store yeah listen i was already i was already running in all their stuff and like all their shorts and shirts and shoes so like when i got here like there's uh, there's still days like when i like show up to practice or to work and like i'm wearing a fit that like the guys are like where where'd you get that? And I was like, ah, bro, they don't sell this online. I got this at the outlet store back in Tampa a couple like last year, man. Y'all don't have this. Y'all might be the pro runners, but y'all don't have this fit though. <laughs> that's 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 something, man. You you had to go to the retail freaking pros, man, man. Can't even go to headquarters and get the gear, man. Oh, listen, that's that's a major flex, man. I'm definitely with that. And then I guess one more thing, yeah. I mean, um. I've been training for my first marathon for for about 16 months now. Hasn't been the prettiest buildup, but trying my best. I mean, um, yeah. I, I, so just like background, I was I used to be a runner. I ran I ran high school in Florida. Uh, I in Orlando went to Florida. Lyman. If, if did you go to Lyman? Did you no, go to Lake Lyman? Powell. 
Lake Howell. What am I talking about? Wow. Yeah, Lake Howell. Lake Howell. I was I, I came out a little Lake Howell. Um, yeah, went went off, ran four years at Florida Gulf Coast University down in Fort Myers, and then transferred over to University of Tampa and <laughs> ran two years there. And both great experiences. Um, I would say this if any any kids are listening, man, people if people tell you D1 is better than D2 or this, this, and that. Not true, man. It's the same, it's the same damn thing, man. Yeah, D1 might have a little bit more opportunities, but if you if if you need to go the D2 route, do not be ashamed, man. I yeah. enjoy, I'm really enjoying my two years at the D2 level. It was a lot of fun, as much opportunities. Kids are just as fast nowadays. Like yeah. don't don't no shame in, in division two. But yeah, I ran ran throughout college still continue to run and i've always wanted to get into like marathoning and stuff but obviously like that's not something you should do during college as, as a college athlete but right. now that i'm not a college athlete anymore and i'm kind of like in a good space where like i live with pro runners i'm around pro runners every day like it like keeps me motivated to train and i'm running grandma's marathon this this in a couple oh, weeks july 17th okay. yeah so just trying to go out there i mean We'll see what happens. Training's been like a little up and down just with all the travel recently, but the goal, I'll, I'll go, I'll put it out there. Cause I'm not, I'm not scared to put out goals. My, my goal is to go sub two thirty, first first marathon ever. So first marathon. Yeah. Yeah. So dude is trying to freaking qualify for the doggone Olympic trials. In That's the goal, man. Like realistically that I, I put it out there like six months, like what, like Four months ago, I mean, once once they announced trials were in Orlando, there was like a switch in my head that like just went like you have to qualify. Like, how sick would it be to run the trials in my hometown, have my family there, my old high school coach, like old high school teammates? So, yeah, debuted at grandma's because training hasn't been super great goals just to try to break 230, get a feel for it. See, you know, first marathon, get get it out of the way and then. In the fall, since um, because obviously outdoor season is pretty busy with the team, but in the fall, pros don't really race much in the fall. No. So, and then we have a couple of our of the guys on our team that are also gonna shoot for the for the qualifying time for the trials, but in the in the half marathon distance. So, in the fall, the plan is to like, you know, kind of hop in with them and get a really good build up, and then the goal is to shoot for the two eighteen time at uh, the California CIM in December. So, dang man. That's the plan. And if it, if it happens, it happens. I'll be sick. And if it doesn't happen, I'll still be at the trials taking pictures. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Freaking Lake Yoba. I always say, man, if you – they haven't released a course yet, but you live here just like I live here. You know it's going to be. The only thing that you hope is conducive is the, is the weather, but everything else is, is a flat surface. Yeah. Like it's – Oh, yeah. It's the best surface you'll ever run on because it's all over Orlando is flat. Unless you, if they had trials in like freaking uh, Claremont, then Claremont. yeah, that'd be a problem or Tallahassee. Yeah. But yeah, Orlando is just a flat surface. Yeah, pancake baby, dude. I tell you, I was I tell people like you get to Lake Yola, you better watch out for those geese because those <laughs> dude, geese, impressive. those geese are evil. Yeah, they'll like, like hiss at you. Like I'm like, whoa, what? The? They'll hiss at you. They'll charge at you. That's what I'm like. Yeah, Listen, it's crazy. Like I don't know what they're gonna have to do with all those geese. Like, because I'm I'm genuinely curious what what the reaction is gonna. They're gonna have to put them in cages for for the day and then okay. release them. 
but the swans you're good but those geese man <laughs> like they, they are pure de- evil uh that that would actually be sick i ain't gonna lie to you i will reach out to write that story local photographer who rides bus <laughs> like makes the olympic team like that, I'm, I, that's what i'm saying like that, how crazy would that be lake howell dude that would just be in freaking insane i listen I'm with that. I, I hope that happens. I really do hope that happens. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, fingers crossed, man. That'd be that'd be so sick. You can lead the charge in the men's marathon to help turn around, you know, our fortunes and everything. I, <laughs> I'm so with that. How do you find time to like balance everything and like stay rested? You know, it's just like, I guess like being a being a college athlete like helped helped a lot. Like, because in college you have to balance so many things like school like training, like a social life, um, like treatment, like just like all those things. And I feel like it's kind of the same now. Like I, it feels like I'm like back in like a college system, like, yeah. you know, like just like balancing, like practice, like when making sure, like when I, when I have to go to practices for work, like when, when I like figuring out times when I, um, uh, I can get my own runs in, like, like try like with travel and stuff like that it's it's very it's it's very similar i mean it's it it, it can get tiring at times just because like you know like i'm uh, i i like to work i like to grow i'm 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 i like to like stay busy i like to work i like to grind i, I don't there's rarely any time when i actually like to sit down and enjoy just watch tv mainly when the lakers are playing but they disappoint i better ask i'm gonna go ask about that i'm asking about that just a so now now i'm rooting for jimmy i'm rooting for jimmy to get his first one but yeah no man it's 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 definitely a balance there's times when it's tough like there's times when like i like um put too much on my plate and i'm like oh like tomorrow i have this this and this oh i i can i got this all and then i'll like get lazy and sit on sit on the couch for like more time than i should and then i'm like oh shit like now I, like I'm rushing to do things and stuff like that. So it's just finding that balance and like making sure like if I like I stick to my like a schedule and like this um, and take care of things and then just like take take time for myself too. like obviously, yeah, I enjoy working. I love I enjoy grinding like and this isn't that. But like should also like I should also deserve time for myself and just like get away from the team and like enjoy a movie or like go for my own run and like just forget about everything else and stuff like that but yeah it hasn't been it hasn't been bad at all man it's, it's it's been fairly easy um i would say i would say the hardest parts are like the weekends when i travel to meets because you know you you st- you stand at a meet all day and you take pictures and then now now you're in now i'm in a space where like people people want content like immediately right like there's no there's no like oh i can take pictures of this meet and like take like two, three days to edit them and send them out. Like, no, like I, if I take pictures of a me and like, especially if our team runs well, like this past weekend in New York city, like our team ran really well. I took pictures that I was there from like five to like almost midnight. Mm. Then it was like the next day, like they're expecting a post on our team page. Like I'm yeah. not expecting a post on our team page, like highlighting that our team just went one, two, three in the 1500 that we had a guy run 827 in the steeple. We had a girl run, 416 in the 1500 like so it's one of those things where like i can't just like relax after the like and be like oh like i'll i'll look at these pictures on sunday no it's kind of like stay up a little later than maybe i will want to editing pictures and making sure i get everything right so that the next day when i wake up around whenever like and then when the appropriate time hits i have the pictures ready to pose 
So I would say the I would say the 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 weekends are like definitely the hardest part, but it's one of those things where like it's I feel like for the a lot of photographers who have been doing this for years tell me like oh man you're gonna get to a point where you're gonna hate it you're gonna be so tired all the time but I feel be because I'm so new to it and right. it's just so exciting to me like I, I I don't get tired I'm just like dude I what do you mean I'm gonna get tired of doing this 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 is so fun like I'm enjoying it they're like wait till two three years when you have to you have to stay up late and you're like oh man you're older you don't want, you don't want to be staying up late and stuff like that but right now I'm I'm enjoying it and I'm managing well. What happened with the Lakers? Man, I don't know. I mean, props to them. I mean, from playing to Western Conference Finals, like can't really complain much. Like, I mean, as a fan, as a fan, I expected them, I expected them to go to the finals, but everyone else probably expected them to like be a first round exit or like lose to the Warriors or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, after the trade deadline, we were the best team in the NBA. Um, everyone was playing well, but this series, it was like LeBron just looked old, which didn't happen the past two, the the first two playing games and the f- past two series. Like he looked great, and then all of a sudden, when it most matter most, he actually looked old. AD is just so up and down, man. Like he'll have forty one night, and then the next night give me nine. I'm like, come on, bro. Like can't even give me ten, bro. Like, yes. and Jokic is just man. Like Jokic is filthy, man. I always see those stat lines at the end of the game. I was like, dude had. 37, 14, and 17, like, like how do you guard that? And then you you add on that Jamal Murray averaged 30, 30 a game against us. Like, when your second option is averaging 30 a game, like, it's going to be tough to beat them. And realistically, we were close every game. Every game came down to the wire. It was just like, I swear, the Lakers would, like, completely forget how to play basketball the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. It was closer than the Celtics game that is on my television. Oh, are they getting blown out? No, it's it's a well, it's a four point game, but the Lakers did not get whooped. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Point. No, they no. played it even the first game. They played it close. LeBron yeah. had that foot injury that yeah. he sustained, and so I think that played more part in because he was limping. AD, he's such a dominant defender, but it's like on offense, it's like he's so ah. hit or miss. Yeah, and then the problem is like I think there's a couple problems. I think A D Lo. Like, think about it. Aaron Gordon had 23 last night. Jamal Murray had 20. Jokic had a big game. Contavious Caldwell Pope had a big game. Yeah, Brown. Brown had a big game. You're you're looking at if it's not LeBron, it has to be, you know, Reeves. Reeves and Hashimura had that the, that big game, and we lost it. I was like, but that's it. Like yeah, the Nuggets can yeah, have not seven. Deep. Yeah, oh, they yeah. can have seven or eight guys. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. Like bro, Michael they, Porter Jr. They, they're deep, man. So okay, so I really love Jokic more than I actually like the Nuggets. But realistically speaking, do you think the Heat can beat Denver? Oh, I do. Point, at this point, yeah. I I you can't you can't even say like I don't care what the statistics say like what the stats say you can't even, you can't as a fan of the of the NBA you can't see and be like there's no way the the Miami Heat can beat the Nuggets bro they took they packed the Bucks who were the number one I I know Giannis missed a couple games and got hurt but they, they would have beat no them excuse. with Giannis no excuse man like Giannis missed like half of a game a game and a half 
then New York, I I knew they were gonna roll New York, man. I I was not where New York, man. Come on, man. If anybody thought New York was gonna beat Miami, they're crazy. I don't care if Miami, Miami could have been the the 17th seed. I I would have picked Miami to beat New York. Ain't nobody and really tripping over New York yet. This, yeah. I picked them to beat the Celtics just because how how well Jimmy's playing and and Jimmy's shown that he can carry a team. The role players are playing well. Spo is coaching out of his mind. Like they're they're just on a hot streak. And I was like, they're gonna beat the Celtics. I didn't, I if you would have told me they were gonna beat the Celtics like this though, I would have told you, nah, nah, they're they're gonna win in like six or seven. But the way they won two games it, at the garden like that, and both games they were trailing and came back to win and then come out and whoop them, whoop them at home. Oh man, like I I would I would I wouldn't bet against them right now. I honestly feel like if I'm playing defense or if I'm coaching, let Jokic score fifty points. I don't care. Yeah, let Jokic get his, points. but stop everyone else. Because I don't think there's anybody on Denver really that can stay with Jamal. Not Jamal Moore. I'm sorry, but, but Jimmy. Jimmy Butler. I agree. Because Jimmy different. J- Jimmy I mean, is man. If 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 Tatum and Brown couldn't contain him, if freaking Jokic couldn't, con- I mean. Uh, Giannis couldn't contain him. Like I mean, the Bucks are a really good defensive team. They couldn't contain. Yeah. The Knicks have a couple good defenders. They couldn't contain it. And the Celtics are a great defensive team as a whole, and they have great individual defenders. And he's been having whatever he wants. Yeah, the the Nuggets don't got nobody on that squad that's gonna stop that guy. I would have loved to have seen the Heat and the Lakers. Oh, that's because... what I wanted again. Jimmy would be guarding LeBron because of all the matchups. AD versus Bam. Uh, you got Struess and all those guys. Like, I would have loved that series. Yeah, dude. I, that would have gone to seven games. That would have gone to seven games. Yeah, I'm uh, at this point, I'm like, I would be – I got this for my team's out. So, like, I just hope it's a good series that, as a fan, I can enjoy. And at this point, whoever wins, I, I'd be happy. Like, seeing Yo- – if Jokic wins his first, that'd be sick. I mean, the yeah. Nuggets as a whole, like, that would be the first championship ever in their franchise history. So that would be sick. And then seeing Miami, especially with the historic run they've had, if they win, that would be sick too. Like, so either way, I just hope, I just hope it's not going to be, like, blowouts left and right and, like, or, or sweep. Like, uh, give me at least six games, man. Give me at least six games. So let's go over this topic. Then we're going to wrap this bad boy up. Tell me how has running kind of helped you your time as a runner and well, actually before I ask that, I got to ask this because I've been asking this question. I don't even know why, but it's just been the string of answers I've got. What did y'all eat after the high school track meets at Lake Howell? Like every, I've heard like Burger King, I've heard cereal, I've heard people have gone home to eat, but what was like the go-to meal for your squad? Oh, we would um there was like a um steak and shake right by right by our school. Oh boy. And it was always like especially if meats were like end late, like we would go we would go to, we would pop in steak and shake and like you get the milkshakes and stuff, like and it's like you just you just if you just ran a track meet in Florida, it was hot as hell. Like you've been out there all day, especially in high school when like there's I swear there's no rules in high school, man. Coaches be like, hey man, you're doing the 800, the mile, and the two mile, and we need you for the four by four. Four so by like, four, yep. It's sure like, like, man, I just ran four damn events, man. I'm gonna go get me a milkshake and a and a greasy burger, man. Oh my god. Yeah, I would say I would say steak and shake and like Chick-fil-A was like we're like the go-tos for sure. 
is the food better in Maryland or is it better in Florida? Because you've been over two parts of Florida. You've been to Tampa, where I think the food is better in Tampa than it is in Orlando. That's just my opinion. And then obviously in Maryland. Man, that's tough. I the thing is like the seafood here is is it hits, man. Like I don't get I didn't I didn't get seafood like this down in Florida, but you you can get like the thing is Florida, man. You can get like there's so many places where you can get like really good wings, really good burgers, like yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Which you can you can get stuff like stuff like that here too. But like, but I would say I would say they each have like their positives. Like the seafood here is it, it's, it's good, man. I I like it a lot. Okay, all right, all right. So tell me this back to the original question: How has your time as a collegiate runner kind of helped you as a photographer? Oh, it's huge. I mean, I feel like to photograph a sport, you need to understand it. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel, I mean, I would do, I, I would, I would go out and do it or whatever, but like, I wouldn't feel comfortable photographing like, I don't know, like golf or like, like a sport that I don't really understand much. You know what I mean? Like archery or some, like something random like that, like, or like hockey, like, which I mean, you obviously like, you in sports you you're just trying to get actions of the like shots of the action and like the emotions that players like release and stuff like that but it's so much easier to shoot a sport when you really understand it so like being being a runner since high since like since like middle school like i i know i know what a 400 is so i know where they're finishing like i know like how the shot put works i know how the high jump works like i know where to stand i know where not to stand i know like from what angle to shoot like i know like and it's also not just like the like the technical part of the sport like oh a 400 is one lap and 800 is two laps but let's just knowing the sport as a as a fan too like i know which athletes are competing in these i know the implications of the of this race like this race might be a world record race so like keep an eye out for when they like when the athlete crosses the finish line because you know the the amount of emotion that they're about to show is going to be great to photograph like just knowing stuff like little stuff like that, it's like, oh, like there's like a this race has like a rivalry within it, like in the 100. Like, like if I was shooting a 100 between Marcel and Fred, like, oh, I'm keeping my eye, my eye out on those guys because I know there's probably gonna be some chirping after the like right after they cross the finish line. Like, you want to get some shots of that. So like, it's just like as my time as as a as a collegiate runner helped me understand the sport from a technical point, but also cultivating my cultivated my fandom of the sport which now also helps me shoot the sport because like like you said like I, like I said I, I know which athletes are in the race I I, I know if a race is going to be really fast or if it's going to be tactical like I know if there's going to be some record broken where I can kind of capture the emotion from an athlete and it just makes it a lot easier when you have that understanding and you know which angles and and how to approach the meet that you're shooting last question why do you love what you do? To me, it's it's about the it's just about connecting with the athletes, man. Like connecting not just with the athletes, but other creators, like other people in the sport. Like just like now, I've had I've had the opportunity to like meet agents, meet coaches, meet athletes, meeting uh, race directors. I've I've even had like conversation with like meet officials, like something like I've never done in the past. Like it was like oh, they're just the person who shoots the gun or waves the flag. But like there are people in our sport too who like have a story like probably like ran to ran as well and that's why they do it and like they enjoy it and stuff like that so like just like making those connections with other people 
is what I really enjoy the most. And then just seeing this, uh, the appreciation from the athletes when you like send them a picture, or, like you post a picture of them that they really like. And it's like, they're like, oh man, like this shot is sick. Like, like, like this is like, this really captured the moment or like just sending an athlete a picture and then like saying like, oh man, like, thank you so much like for sending me this. And they'll, they'll post it and tag you. And it's just like, just like that gratification you get from, from people that like, realistically, man, like I looked up to like all these people and like who I'm now like, friends with who i know like there's not now i show up to meets and like there's pro runners who i used to watch on a screen on youtube like spend countless hours watching youtube videos they they're like hey hi jen how you, how you doing i'm like like to me it's still like like bro like that's that's aj wilson who just said hi to me like are you kidding me bro like this is crazy but it's just like you know you know keep it professional but at the same time like man i'm still a fan bro like i'm i still i still geek out with things like that like when like professional like certain professionals like know who I am and I'm just they're like hey what's up man like say what's up like dab me up and it's just like damn dude like I've been following you since you were in college bro like like this is crazy to me but yeah it's just making the, just those making those connections man it's it's so important to me and it's it's what really drives me to do what I do. You have survived the interrogation process now to our last segment called Down Home Stretch. I'm asking a few rapid-fire questions. I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. Are you ready? Let's get it, baby. If there was a food that you could live with for the rest of your life and a food that you could live without, what would they be? Uh, food that I could live with for the rest of my life? French fries, man. I love French fries. I, I don't think I could live without them. And then food that I can live without? I don't even know, man. Like, bread. Bread. Dang. Okay, that, that trigger, trigger right there, man. But that's all good. Burger, all right. Just a plain burger, no bread, man. Just who's the best? No, that's gonna get you in trouble. Who's the best boss you've worked for? Best boss? I don't know if it's gonna get me in trouble, really, but Corey, Corey Leslie, um, Hannah Troff, and Ben Bossworth are my current bosses right now. Laura Rogers as well. They're the head of marketing here at Under Armour and um, the men's and women's coach. For the art, the team I work for, honestly, great bosses, uh, very supportive, uh, give me the creative freedom to to kind of do what I want and like help continue to help this team grow and like are always looking out for me, like take good care of me. And but yeah, those those four people have been great. If you weren't a runner or in the sport of running, what would, what sport would you be playing? Probably trying, probably trying to play basketball. I, I played basketball before I became a runner. I used I used to play a lot of basketball, played basketball growing up. I obviously born in Puerto Rico, so my dad my dad used to play like minor leagues. So he tried to push me to play baseball. Was not good at that at all. So then I was like, I don't want to do this. This ain't for me, and let down my whole Puerto Rican side of the family. But. <laughs> Yeah, basketball. I, I played basketball all the way up to my freshman year of high school. And then after my freshman year, I, I, I played basketball and then also ran at the same time. And after my freshman year, all my all my friends who was on the basketball team hit a growth spurt and I was the only one that didn't. So I, I, I went from like being one of the tallest guys in the, in the friend group to one of the shortest guys. And then my parents were just like, make a decision. Like, we can't afford to have you doing both sports. Like, which one do you want to do? And I I, I kind of stuck with running because I was a little better at that at the time than I was at basketball. Most overplayed. Okay. All right, basketball. Most overplayed song in 2023. 2023, that's this year. I would say I just want to rock. 
by Lil Uzi. Okay. But I love that song. So, uh, it's, it's most overplayed. And inspired by me. I I play that thing all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hear that song so much. That it's a good song. It's so but... catchy though. It's crazy. All right, let me say this. All right, let's so let's try this one. Dream vacation spot. Dream vacation spot. Um, somewhere in Europe, like Italy, Venice, um, the UK. I've never I've never been overseas to Europe, so. That's, that's hopefully the next step in the career, go shoot some meets out there. But yeah, if I can vacation out there in, in Europe, that would be sick. Spain, it, like Spain, something like that. That would actually be really dope. And Spain, just the culture, the food, man, yeah. that would be legit. If they had to make a movie about your life, who's playing your character? Who's playing my character? Um, like a, like a, like, you want me to pick like a, like a actor or just anybody? Both. Both? I'm actually curious. I, I was gonna say actor, but I'm genuinely curious now. Both. Actor? Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of actors that look like me. Oh, I know who I know who could play me. Um oh, the dude from high school musical. People tell me I look like him all the time. With the curly Shaq. hair. Shaq. Oh, uh Corbin Blue. Yeah, Corbin Blue, Corbin Blue. <laughs> I dang, I I just seen that. Yeah, that is a I actually exactly. I actually dressed up as him one Halloween. Because people kept telling me I looked at him, and then I, I bought like the the Wildcats like basketball uniform like <laughs> as a costume and wore it, and people were like going crazy for it. That's um, insane. If I could have like a regular person play me, I'm trying to. I don't know. I mean, it would be kind of sick to have like I don't know, like Fred Curley play me. That'd be so funny. That dude's just a character. Okay. If I can have someone narrate my life story, though, Kipchoge. Like, if Kipchoge can narr narrate my life story, like, kind of like Morgan Freeman does in some movies. Like, Kipchoge's okay. voice is just so, like, I heard, like, I heard him, like, I got to, like, hear him talk and stuff, like, at Boston Marathon. I'm like, man, this guy just sounds like the smartest dude in any room he walks to. He's so intellectual. I actually like that answer. That would be actually pretty dope. Okay. All right. So let me ask you this a couple more questions. If you could have dinner with anybody that's currently living, who are you having dinner with? Damn, currently living. So it can't be dead then. Okay, no. Nah. No, nah, they gotta be living. Living. All right. Damn, I'm trying to think. That's a good question. Cause my go-to answer is always would always when I get that asked that question whether dead or alive, my go-to answer is always Kobe Bryant. So now I don't I, I've never thought of a different answer. So now I'm like I'm like you stomp me, but let me think. Um, man, I'm trying to think of someone like from back then, like like Jesse Owens or like um um. I'm, I'm blanking out his name. Jackie Robinson. Okay. Like some, like people like, like those people are like, are just cool to me. Like Bill Russell, like people who like played, play sports and like, but had to do it in like really tough times. Like just like yeah. sit down and like talk to those people and like about their experiences. Like now, nowadays we're blessed. We, we can play our sport, our sports without any repercussions or like be fearing for our lives. But like those guys were the pioneers play basketball play baseball ran when people didn't allow like people of color to do the stuff that we're allowed to do nowadays what's the coolest thing you've done this year 
coolest thing I've done this year. Um, honestly, um, I would say, I guess year starting twenty in January. This was before January, so I can't really count that. Um, I'll give you December, starting in December. Starting December, I would say um, I was out. I was out like in in the winter. I was out in Flagstaff with the team for altitude training camp. Okay. And that 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 was pretty that was pretty dope, man. It was like, it was like, I had just started working and like kind of like immediately got to go to like this training camp with the team out in Flagstaff where a lot of professionals go to train. So like it was kind of like my first time. Like, I mean, obviously I experienced worlds and USA's and stuff, but this is my first time like at an actual like practices like with pros. Like I've been to meets, but like this is my first like time in like the practice scene and like just seeing the amount of like pros and like groups that go through that NAU track for training camps is insane like I remember being out in Flagstaff like just grocery shopping and I'm going down the aisle and Jake Whiteman is pushing his cart the opposite way of me and I was like bro like nah 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 this ain't real like <laughs> this this is this world champion Jake Whiteman just like shopping down the same aisle as me like this is crazy that's crazy and it was just it was just fun too because like it was my first time at altitude like really got to bond with the team because all we were all we were all we were doing out there is training like just like a month straight no traveling just like taking care of business so i, I was spending pretty much every second of, of the day with the team and it was my first time experiencing like a winter like a real winter like cold like i was just like i was like man like this ain't florida no more bro <laughs> no dude it's different it is way different over there man all right last two questions why does kindness matter to you Cause if you if you're kind to others, people like they'll be kind to you. I mean, it's 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 just plain and simple, man. Like, just be kind to people. Like, you just never know what other people are going through. Like, people have their own lives. They have their own journeys. Like, just because someone maybe some maybe someone um, is rude to you for for like and is but it's because they had a really bad day or they're having a really bad day, going through some really tough times and. Maybe they didn't mean to, but like it just came off rude. Like, I just, I just believe like being kind to people, like it just goes a long way. Or like, if uh, there's even times when like you're kind to people and like you're probably the first person who's been kind to them in like a month. They've just been having a rough time and like you, you just don't know how like just you being kind to someone, like saying some kind words can like completely change someone's like life at the moment because they're just going through such like tough times and stuff like that. Last question. On this global running day, how has running been kind to you? Oh man, running, I mean, running has been amazing to me. It's um, given me incredible opportunities that I probably would have never had if I didn't run. It allowed me to get a, an, an education here in the States. And you know, like education is one of the most important things you, you can have nowadays. And like having a degree and stuff like that can take you a long way. So like, if it wasn't for running and like, some the scholarships I got, like my my parents, my parents wouldn't have been able to afford to like for me to go to college, and like obviously I would have to take out loans, which I did at some points in my career, but like for the most part, it wasn't it wasn't as taxing, and and I didn't have to take out as many loans where like my parents are stressed because oh my my kid's going to college for four years, but by the time he gets out, he's gonna owe all this money. So, you know, it allowed me to get an education and it's allowed me to meet great people. It's allowed, like, some of my best friends nowadays I met through running. It's allowed me to stay healthy, stay in shape. Like, just so many things that running can do for you, man, that it's 
it's crazy, man. It's, it's, it's an amazing sport. And I'm, I'm grateful that running either found me or I found it. But whichever one it was, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Jan, you have successfully completed down home stretch. You killed it. I appreciate you offering such great wisdom and perspective on this global one today. Where can everybody find you, support your journey? I know you got two. You got your photography um, page on Instagram, but also Twitter and your normal Instagram account. Yeah, yeah. No, just keep it simple. My my normal Instagram where you can find all the things I do. You can see I share pictures on my stories. I, I do recaps from every meet I go to. Um, I'm always having fun. I share a little bit of my training, just a little bit about my life and like the behind the scenes of, it'll be at Jan, J-A-N, Figueroa, which is my last name, F-I-G-U-E-R-O-A, and then 07, which is the day in January when I was born. But yeah, Jan Figueroa 07. You can find a little bit of everything on there. And yeah, I just I'm just a guy who's just, enjoying enjoying life right now enjoying the opportunities that have been given to me and then just trying to make the sport fun and enjoyable for everyone Pe people who are already in the sport and people who want to get into the sport and just make it more fun and enjoyable and uh accessible for everyone dan appreciate you brother happy global running day to everybody until next time peace love and chicken grease